We've talked for the last month about who are you following, kind of talking about some of the trends that we see on social media and things like that. And today we get to re be reminded by Peter that, that there's really one person that we want to follow because he alone has words of eternal life. Today we'll talk about the fact that Jesus is our life. I'm going to put you to the test just a little bit tonight. And I'm going to start with this. I'm going to imagine that you maybe have some of the same issues that I do. When somebody says to me, hey, let's, let's go grab some lunch downtown Madison. And I always wonder, well, where should we go? Because it's not like we're without choices, right? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you about, I'm going to, I'm going to time this, about 20 seconds. I want you to talk to people who are next to you, and I want you to name as many places as you can think of that you could get something to eat on State Street. Okay, 20 seconds. I want to see how many you can come up with. Ready? Go. All right, that's 20. That's 20 seconds. How many people got way more than 10? Raise your hands. Okay, quite a, we got a few. More than 15? That's pretty hard in 20 seconds. All right. I, I, I was trying to think today as I was thinking through this, there's got to be at least, is it 50? 50 places to eat on State Street? And then if you add the noontime food trucks, it's even way more than that, right? I mean, there's times when there's so many choices that you don't really even know where to start. Have you had this happen to you? People will ask me, well, where should we go eat when we're downtown Madison? And I always say the same thing. Well, what do you feel like? Because really, I can't tell you where to go eat unless you tell me kind of, give me some direction, right? And, and I think about that when I think about all of the things that, that we can chase after in this world, how many options we're given. And, and certainly social media is that too. Uh, do, you, do you follow somebody on YouTube or, or are you a TikTok person or, or maybe Instagram, whatever? And then it's not just the sites, it's not just the apps, it's also the people that you want to follow and where do you get a trustworthy source for, for news or entertainment or life lessons? There are just so many choices. And I wonder if we don't live in a world where people want the same thing when it comes to a relationship with God. Choices. Lots of different avenues, right? Lots of different ways. And, and, and that's what makes Peter's words both a little bit tough to hear, but tremendously comforting as well. From John chapter 6, verse 68. Here's what Simon Peter answered Jesus, and, and I'll tell you the context in just a moment. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Let me take you back to the, the, the backdrop of, of these words of Peter. John chapter 6 is sometimes called the, the bread of life chapter. It's the bread of life discourse, conversation Jesus had. And it all started with a miracle. Jesus began this chapter in John chapter 6 by feeding the 5,000. You, you probably remember that story. That Jesus used five loaves of bread and two fish to feed a multitude of people. There were more leftovers gathered than they had to begin with. And maybe you remember this too. What the people wanted when they saw what Jesus was able to do, John tells us they wanted to make him king by force, if necessary. 
They were ready, the people who saw this miracle, to have a coronation right there on the shores of the Sea of Galilee because Jesus was this provider, the one who could give them everything that their hearts desired. You might remember that, that Jesus sort of wandered off into the wilderness so they couldn't make him king by force up into a mountainside. And then the disciples got in a boat and they're on their way across the Sea of Galilee when a storm comes up. And then who's walking on the water to them but Jesus? When they end up on the other side of the lake, the people find them. People find Jesus and his disciples. And now Jesus uses the miracle and the audience that he has with people to teach them what he really wanted them to see when they thought of him as the provider, the bread of life. Jesus wants them to see that, that he's there for more than, than just giving them something to eat and to drink at least not just from a, a physical point of view. Jesus wanted them to see him as someone who could give them food that would last, food that would give them eternal life. In this discourse, in this discussion Jesus has with the people who followed him to the other side of the lake, he calls himself the bread of life that came down from heaven. He compares himself to manna. You remember manna from the Old Testament, the food that God, spent, or that God sent to the Old Testament believers to feed them during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness? Jesus also tells the people that if they eat his flesh, they will never be hungry. Oh, that was difficult for people to hear. The two things that Jesus said that put people off were that he came down from heaven, that he was like manna from heaven. And that they needed to eat him, his flesh. Jesus wasn't talking about a physical eating of his flesh, but a spiritual eating, believing in him. But that teaching was so difficult that people began wandering away from Jesus. As John says it, they're leaving, they're turning their backs and leaving Jesus, walking away from him. They no longer followed him because of this difficult teaching. And then Jesus asks the all-important question, the real searching question. He comes to specifically the 12 disciples and he says to them, you don't want to leave too, do you? I think about that question of Jesus when I think about conversations and how, how Jesus just had a way of, of being able to get right to the heart of the matter, a, a penetrating question, I suppose we could call it. Do you know people like that? who, when you have conversations with them, are, are really good at asking those penetrating questions. You know, I, I'm, I'll admit, often in my conversations, I'm pretty surface. I'll ask people how their day was, and I'm perfectly fine listening to how their day was, but if they don't want to share, I'm okay with that, too. But then there are the people who will come along and say something like this. When was the last time that you were excited to get out of bed and optimistic about your day? Whoa, that's a little different, right? Or a question that says, if you had unlimited resources, what would you do with your life? Or maybe one more, a question like this. If you believed in something so strongly, what, you, what would you be willing to sacrifice for what you believe in? That's really what Jesus was asking the disciples, isn't it? You don't want to leave too, do you? Jesus is getting right to the heart of the matter. This is a difficult teaching and so many people have left. What about you? And that's where Peter's answer is so incredible. 
It starts with a question. Lord, to whom shall we go? That's his confession. You, Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. Peter admits, confesses, that there is nowhere else. There's no one else that has what Jesus has. Where else can we go, Peter is saying. To whom but you? And really, Peter gets at the heart, really, of what everyone is looking for in this life. What everyone is searching for, isn't that what life is? This search for meaning, for purpose, for some kind of happiness, for some kind of future? And whether it's social media or any other place, this is really what we can see. When you look at all of the different places that people show you what life can be like, maybe from life hacks to living the high life, there's always this promise that there's something better out there. And that's what the search is for. And splashed all around our world is Satan's attempts to get you and me to think that if we really want meaning to life, we just have to follow this path. We just have to go down this road. And maybe for a little while he's right. Maybe the things of this world can bring momentary pleasure. Maybe they can even give us happiness and joy. But in the end, they can't lead to what Jesus leads to. Because there is only one way to get to eternal life. That's what Peter is confessing. Lord, you have the words of eternal life. There's no other way for us to get to where we need to be except through you. It is a temptation for us too, isn't it? To find paths of, of happiness and joy apart from Jesus, thinking that there's got to be something out here that can make my life more complete. But in the end, it's only emptiness. That's why Peter's words are so important for us to hear. Yes, a little difficult because we see where we fail, but, but comforting. Because Peter hits the nail on the head, doesn't he? This is the one we want to follow. Because Jesus, and Jesus alone, has the word, has the words of eternal life. And you know how Jesus provided that life. Jesus is life because he is the one who gave his very life so that you and I could live. It was Jesus who went to the cross for your sins and mine. It was Jesus who took his life back, rising from the dead to guarantee that payment for sin has been made complete. You are secure in the life that Jesus gives. And Jesus' invitation to you and me, brought to us through the gospel, is to follow him. And following him, Jesus says, just as Peter confessed, leads to eternal life. Amazingly, uh, Peter later on, you know that he denied Jesus and then was reinstated. But after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, it was Peter who stood before the Sanhedrin and said these words from Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation, he said, is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Peter was pointing to Jesus and the name of Jesus, which is the only way to salvation. A couple quick things I'd love for you to take away from our devotion tonight. Number one, following Jesus isn't simple. Challenges to our faith abound. It's Jesus himself who said in his Sermon on the Mount, wide is the gate and broad is the road to lead, that leads to destruction and many find it. 
That's why Peter's words are such a joy. Number two, we follow Jesus because he has the words of eternal life. He is the only way to life eternal. Jesus himself said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Think about State Street a little bit. Uh, how many times have you seen somebody driving down State Street? You know you're not supposed to, but still, almost every day, would you mind hitting the slide for me? I'm not working there. There, thank you. Uh, how many times, I, I, not every time I'm walking on State Street, but often enough people get confused driving in Madison. Maybe some of your friends, parents, are not big fans of driving in Madison, right? All the different one-way roads, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, it seems like people don't really understand how to follow street signs anymore. I don't know. But I thought about that because it's really what Satan wants to do. And it's what we fall victim to far too often, being led astray, being lost, being on the wrong road, not knowing exactly where it's going to lead. That's where Jesus' words of eternal life restore us. Where he comes to us and says, I am the way. I know how to get you to eternal life. My sacrifice on the cross is all that you need to know. Peter's words, good for us to hear. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Through Jesus, we are on the one road. The one road that leads to an eternity with him. Through Jesus, we have the forgiveness of sins because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, Jesus is life. And that's your guarantee, not only for happiness and joy in this life, but for an eternity with him. Amen. We'll include in our prayers tonight, I'm sure most of you have heard about the shooting at Michigan State and, and the difficulty. I'm sure that hits a little bit close to home when it's a, a Big Ten school and, and things like that happen. So we'll pray uh, for, for all of the people involved in, in the shooting and also for the safety of our own campus here uh, in Madison. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today thankful. Thankful that you have illumined the way to heaven through your Son, Jesus, our Savior. Thank you for the faith that you have given us to trust him, to follow him all the way to the life that you have prepared for us with you there. Give us confidence as we live our lives in this world, Lord, that there is no other place to look for those words of eternal life except through our Savior, Jesus. And then give us comfort and peace in knowing that we have the way through our Savior. We ask you, Lord, to watch over all of those at Michigan State University who are, are mourning the loss of the students who were kill, killed. We also ask you to be with those who are injured. Watch over that campus, Lord, and bring peace and harmony to them through the promises that you make in your word. We pray that you continue to protect the students here in Madison and around our world uh, from those senseless acts of violence. And we again ask you, Lord, uh, to give us a trust in you that you always know what is best and that you are watching over us as you guide us on that way to an eternal life with you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.